Welcome hey, to the yeah. weekly. Wait. Hey. You're, you're doing it you're or am I doing it? Aren't you? You're you in the booth no, with me? You do it. Go ahead. Sorry. Welcome to the weekly a podcast brought to you by Calvary Bible Church with your host, Pasta Jay, and my good friend Thomas. Welcome back. Thank you very much. Welcome back. It's it's great to be back in the podcast studio. Yeah. Um, mostly because I had listened to several podcasts from you guys this summer. <laughs> Which, and they were they were great. Someone, I was surprised I was actually going to get invited back. Someone told me you were listening, actually. A little birdie told me you were listening. And it sort of changed how I did the podcast a little bit. Really? I was thinking always when we were recording, I was like, no one else knows this, but he's listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I've got an audience of one. And it's Thomas Milbert somewhere in America. Oh, man. That means you have to talk about food. <laughs> yep. Totally. <laughs> Covered. And fireworks. Yep. Which led to, I think, probably the greatest quote on this podcast was from Pastor Zach. It was so great to have Zach this summer. It was good. I think it was great to have Zach. Melissa was the best. Lindsay. Yeah. It was just so good. You know, Perry was on here. You had Gary, I heard. I didn't hear all of these, so. Right. Well, Melissa and actually John Boyle had gotten comfortable in the podcasting room to call me out on my falsehoods. <laughs> That's good. Hey. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Just roll with it. Let's Just sign up it. Melissa for 20 episodes. Let's lock her in. Same yeah. contract that Joe Rogan got, probably. <laughs> We're big. We can do that. We're, yeah, we got that. All right, Melissa, if you're listening, we've just locked you in. For 20 episodes. 20 episodes. 2021, 2022. Okay, let's do 2022 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. What about 22 club? episodes in 2022? Hey, that sounds, that's a ring to it. Yeah. All right, so if you missed Zach Thompson's great quote, right. what, what, you guys were arguing about what? Fireworks. Fireworks. I love fireworks. Yeah, you and you, Melissa love fireworks. Yeah. And he was hosting a firework event at the Thornton campus. Yeah, great summer event they did this summer. Apparently, the Thornton campus that we now have an awesome campus pastor, staff, congregation, yeah, is known to have like hosted a viewing of the Thornton fireworks or something. Totally. I don't remember all the details. But you were asking him how excited he was, and he just said something along the lines of his lack of uh, appreciation for this Chinese-invented, <laughs> American-adopted... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. great. It was so good, right? Yeah. yeah. It was great to listen to you guys. Seriously, you guys have done a great job this this summer. Thanks, man. We I've really encouraged. I really missed you in the booth. It's it's so good to have you back. If you don't know, Thomas stepped away on sabbatical. Here at Calvary, our pastor stepped away on sabbatical out of health, not out of worry or concern. Oh man. I would meet people. Uh, while I was on sabbatical with my family, and they're like, what do you do? I'm like, inevitably, I work for a church, I'm on sabbatical. And then they would look at you like, what'd you do? What'd you, what'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, don't, I didn't do anything. Yeah. My church is just phenomenal. Like right. the greatest elders, greatest congregation, staff team, to be able to step away and just be replenished. Yeah. And so sweet. I, I'm not... 100% accurate on this, but Tom has been on how many sabbaticals here at Calvary? I don't know. He's been here many moons. Yeah. Many moons. It's three plus sabbaticals, right? Yeah. yeah. Which is longevity. Longevity. I think That's the beauty of that, yeah. right? But Thomas is back. So if you're new to Calvary and haven't heard of Thomas, <laughs> we have a campus <laughs> pastor like in Erie Campus, but he also is the co-host of this wonderful podcast called The Weekly, and we just connect what's happening Every weekend here at Calvary, every experience we have on online and on the three campuses, on the front range, to your real life lived. That's your words from years ago 
on sort of the connection point. And here's the thing. Uh, no one actually, we haven't talked about this in a really long okay, time. Let's talk about it. But the podcast came out of this sort of idea that over the years here at Calvary, I have the privilege of being on staff and being in the office on Monday and hearing sort of the leftovers of what you couldn't say on Sunday mixed with like the pastoral encouragements of like, this was what's going on in my heart, but maybe the Lord didn't say, you need to say this on Sunday. I got to listen to that on Monday. And I just thought so many people would just be blessed, not by your expertise, but by your genuineness towards what's going on in your life. And with other pastors here, I mean, this has happened years for any other preacher here at Calvary. This, that Monday, Tuesday conversation is so good. It's like my favorite thing. It's like why I love being on staff. Yeah, it's one of those privileges of being on staff at a church. You get to talk about the weekend right. and things that worked well, things that didn't work well, and also talk about kind of secondary or tertiary ways in which to apply the scripture or right. even just, hey, that's kind of murky or what's the mystery behind that? I haven't heard you say a tertiary in a long time. <laughs> hey, man, I'm, like back. Go- I'm Googling <laughs> words over here. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt your great train of thought, but I was like, oh, wow, I haven't heard that like. Four months. That's great. Uh, yeah. It's one of your words. This could be like a terrible <laughs> podcast or no, to like suspend. Hey, before we jump in, let me just say what's going on at Calvary. If you're new to Calvary, you need to jump in. Go to calvarybible.com slash events. We got starting point coming up, and that is a great event for you to meet the staff and us to meet you. It's over lunch. Child care is provided on a Sunday after church. Hop on to calvarybible.com slash events. Also, if you're a parent out there of a middle school and high schooler, you want to go to this part of the website because some really important things are happening. First, high school retreat is happening really early this fall, and you want to get your high schooler plugged in, as well as middle school fall retreat is happening late October. So actually, it's not late October, it's early October 2nd through the 9th. But uh, hey, you want to go to calvarybible.com, get your middle school or high schooler plugged in. These are great ministries at Calvary, trusted ministries at Calvary. Been around a long time. It's a great way for your kid to be known, know others, and develop their relationship with Jesus. So calvarybible.com slash events. Like always, whatever campus you find yourself in, you can go to the mobile bulletin, hear what's happening at your campus. There's a lot of great things happening this fall. And that is your announcements today. That's great. There you go, man. Thanks for our sponsors. Yeah. So anyways, going back to this, we, we had... That's why I wanted the podcast. I wanted the real conversations of like post Sunday. And uh, I think that's really beneficial. It was beneficial for me for years here at Calvary. It's beneficial for all of us now. And it's been great having people in the booth all summer long to talk about posts, what they were speaking on over the weekend. Also, we did, I don't know if you remember this, but we did sort of the shaping values here over the Mm -hmm. summer. So the marks of a disciple, what we think it looks like to be growing in as well as the three visions of what Calvary is heading towards out of their mission statement. And I think those podcasts are just really fun. I'm, I'm looking forward to years going back to them and like listening to these, these ideas and seeing how God through his spirit just blew through these, these things. Okay. That's all. Sounds good. Okay. So, so this weekend's a little different, I guess, because it's kind of a fall kickoff on all the campuses. Yeah, it was fall kickoff all campuses. And uh, each campus pastor preached a totally different message. Right. But uh, did you check out the background on Calvary 
on the web. Yeah, I mean, the, the online, online, online. Yeah, yeah Calvary it's, it's sweet, huh? That has a really cool background. Yeah, our our online team, they're just top notch. Yeah, they're it's amazing. Yeah, I, I, so you here's full disclosure. Saturday, I was feeling a little bit anxious. Like, okay, I got to, I have to go back and preach. Yeah, I think I remember how to do this. <laughs> if you were here on Sunday, you can qualify. If I if I do remember how to do it anymore, but uh, to calm my heart, I actually watched Calvary Online Saturday night. That's awesome, and it was so sweet. I just I actually called Kristen down and said, "Hey, you got to watch this." And uh, we worshipped together, and just thought, "Okay, I love this place. I love this place. Let's mm-hmm. go do this tomorrow." That's really cool. So I can talk about what I shared on Sunday, but yeah. uh, other campuses, totally different story. No, but the most important question we're going to ask today, okay, Thomas, yeah. is something that happened on your sabbatical. Okay. We mm-hmm. want to hear what happened on your sabbatical in just a minute, but I have a really important question, a burning question for me about your sabbatical. What was your favorite cup of coffee all summer long? I don't know. Brand, I, location. I, Let's just be honest. Okay, so you you leave the front range of Colorado. <laughs> yeah, totally. You go into the wilderness. There's just bad food, bad coffee, <laughs> bad life everywhere. I mean, <laughs> like coffee. I didn't I didn't know like Duncan was a thing. Like I'd see those Duncan uh, donut commercials. Like America runs on Duncan. I was like, I've seen one in Boulder. Yeah, it looks closed down. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you realize. Oh, like Dunkin's a thing, like a big thing. Oh, really? Is it? Oh, yeah. Like Starbucks and Dunkin own America. Okay. And Walmart. And Walmart, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And their coffee is not my cup of you, Joe. But let me just cue you up a little bit here then, I guess. You shared of a place somewhere in the Boundary Waters Oh, or that was in Duluth, yeah. Oh, Duluth. Duluth had a really cool coffee shop okay. in the middle of the woods. Like you had to just drive back into this woods, had, you know, no other amenities back there, no other services, except for this glass house that you would walk in, get a cup of coffee, and then they had all these tables that had hiking trails to them. And yeah. you just kind of walk back, you know, up to maybe a quarter mile or something like that. And you would sit and enjoy coffee and pastries. Wow. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. In the summertime, that's cool. In the summertime. <laughs> I'm thinking wintertime, Duluth. Yeah. Less cool. Less. Actually, really cool, but not fun to hang out in. Yes. Cool in the sense of cold. Yeah, freezing. totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that was a good cup of coffee. Yeah, was that your favorite of the summer, or was there like a moment like, you know, you were all over? The let's United just States. let's just say, I, I feel like I made a pretty good cup of Joe in, in at the campground. Okay, yeah, every morning, little my hand grinder, make a cup of Joe, sit there with my Bible, sun's coming up. Maybe it just tasted better because I was outside. Yeah, totally. Coffee definitely tastes better outside. It does, doesn't it? It does. But I got back and you had given me two bags of coffee. Well, on my doorstep. You're not supposed to say that. It was here. so sweet. I got back and I was like, okay, there's no food in the in the in the house. <laughs> yeah, totally. Six of us have just arrived. We went to Walgreens and bought a, ga- a gallon of milk, half gallon of milk, and a box of Cheerios for right. the kids in the morning. And then we had two bags of coffee. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm fine. We're gonna be good. Well, I I thought the man has not been in his house for three months. Yeah. Two and a half months. What would I want? A cup of coffee. <laughs> a cup, cup of, of coffee. coffee. Of home, of like, you know, this is, that's our local roaster here, Erie Roasters. Which is your favorite roaster. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it has become where I, I will drive an hour past many coffee shops to arrive at home. Really? To get my own cup of coffee. Oh my gosh. Which is weird. I've never done that in my life. I, 
I have a hard time driving past the gas station <laughs> for a cup of coffee. You know, hey, I'm, that's not that I'm studio because, you know, in the summertime, there's plenty of times I will stop at McDonald's and grab a cup of coffee or Chick-fil-A if the Lord Okay, here's, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to bring in four cups of coffee. Oh, I, I can, I know where you're going. I will pass the test. You think so? I will pass. Okay, maybe we'll like do a video podcast <laughs> with me in the booth with you, coffee, and see if you can actually, you know, and you can bring your own coffee from home. Yeah. So you bring a cup of your own coffee and I will blindfold you. Right. We'll probably bring Melissa in for this because yeah. we're going to need some other. Oh, yeah. You'll need people. some color commentary yeah. on this. So, Melissa, this some is going to be one of your of top 20. Make it, make it really good. And we'll see. I think you're going to choose like the Denny's oh, dark roast, man. I guarantee I will know which one is which. Game on. Okay. okay. We'll have fun. Yeah. There's a famous story around here at Calvary, and I don't have time to tell it, but it's about my, my taste buds on coffee. Famous story. And it makes you Legendary. look good. It makes yeah, you look totally, good. Yeah, I can't tell it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, okay. Regardless of coffee, I'm glad you're back. Let's 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 let Calvary in on what you experienced this summer on your sabbatical. What does it sort of look like? What are some of the highlights of your summer? Yeah, so this is a story that I've shared now with staff meeting and then also on the Erie campus. And it's really just the, the framework of sabbatical. Um, I've never taken a sabbatical before. I'm just so thankful for mentors and elders in my life that um, really facilitated that process. Spiritual director that helped uh, get things going, get my mind set for what to expect. And so I started off sabbatical um, in a pretty remote place in Colorado with just kind of my sleeping bag and really wanted to unplug and not know what would come of that time. Just really wanted to walk through the woods and, and meet with the Lord and he was so kind. He's just so good. Where were you? So I was in a little town called Hartzell. I Hartzell. asked Hartzell. Hartzell. Okay. Okay. I'd say Hartzell. I don't know. Yeah. If anyone from Hartzell's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Recovery Online. There's no way they have internet in Hartzell, <laughs> which is why I went there. It's great. Yeah, totally. Google where that is in Colorado. It's great. It's like the wilderness. Cool. But hung out there, and uh, in, in my time in the mornings, I'd, I'd walk uh, this property that some friends of ours had let us have access to. And I started thinking about Noah and kind of unusual. I don't think about Noah in the, in the patriarch story very often, but just thinking, or, okay, I don't know why Noah's coming to my mind, but maybe it's because he had a large task in front of him. And then, you know, the ark lands and he's trying to find respite or, you know, who knows? Yeah. Right. right. But you know, that's in my mind. It's in my prayers. And then I'm walking by and uh, there was a bunch of dry bones from an animal carcass and uh, they're just, you know, sun-dried bones, like yeah. bleach white. Bleach so I kind of gathered them up. I made a pile of them, hung some on the tree, and I immediately just thought, this is this is the valley of dry bones in Ezekiel. Mm. And when I would pass that in the mornings in my prayer time, I would just say, Lord, is there just dry bones in my life? Like, what dry bones in my life have I not paid attention to, and where could you breathe life into it? And then I was walking on the back part of the property one morning and noticed that part of a fence had fallen down because a tree had fallen on it. And first thing that came to my mind was the story of Nehemiah and how Ezra had been sent back and God had made ways for the worship center of Calvary or of Calvary of Israel mm -hmm. uh, to be rebuilt and how sweet that was, but the wall was down. And so that the worship center was still susceptible to outside threats. Mm -hmm. And I just started thinking, Lord, is there, are there ways in which the walls in my own life have been, um, neglected? Are there areas where I'm susceptible for the enemy to come in and uh, put a threat to the worship center, the temple? 
and other areas where I need to pay attention to? Are there lusts coming in, desires, covetousness, or, or whatever, bitterness, anger, pride? And that framed another section of my prayer walks. And there were a dozen more of these. And what the Lord had kind of just encouraged me with was, okay, he has put his word in my life in such a way that I find myself in his story. And it just shaped my prayers and everything. Well, back to Noah, which was kind of a, a weird beginning of it. After that, five days in solitude, came home, and we were going to be hopping in our little travel trailer. And uh, Kristen had purchased a 90-day devotional for the kids and a family devotional. I hadn't seen it. And we got to our first location, and we opened it up. And the first devotional is about Noah. Definitely Noah. And I thought, all right, yeah. Lord, I'm totally paying attention. Mm. And first four days of that devotional were all about Noah. So I started meditating and, and thinking about Noah. And one of the themes that came to my mind was that Noah served with his family. He had to do his whole service with his wife, kids, his daughter-in-laws. And then they had to grieve sorrows together and losses together. And even thinking about the daughter-in-laws, you know, parents and brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles that, you know, weren't part of uh, the ark. And just thinking about how, um, unlike other, you know, characters in the Bible that accomplished their mission, uh, maybe by themselves or with, you know, a friend or with other disciples, uh, this, they had to serve as a family and to think about us as a family. And then as we traveled along in this travel trailer, 160 square feet, it six of us. spacious. <laughs> roomy. Yeah, roomy. roomy. You can cook on the stove and use the restroom at the same time. <laughs> wow, it sounds like a great summer. I know. There's some people that have heard about like what we did. And they're like, bro, no, yeah. it's not restful. Right. But just being God's creation. I mean, really, you slept in it and you lived outside. Right. Um, but that became the ark. And it became a holy place for the Lord to meet with us and to encourage us for us as a, as a family to, to laugh. And then our devotional time just shifted. So we did several weeks in this written, structured devotional time. And then what came alive was I just started telling the kids stories. Because the devotion would talk about a story and then I would elaborate on it. Right. And then eventually we just put the devotional away. And in the mornings and the evenings before bed, we would just continue the story of God. And so I kind of, I told the story like Netflix episodes, like, yeah. all right, here's season one, episode one, <laughs> here are the characters, and every episode ended in a cliffhanger, right? Yeah, totally. It's like, then Gideon was told he had too many men. I'll tell you the rest in the morning. <laughs> oh, Dad. Yeah. yeah. It's, it was just fun. So then it was like down to season two, season three, and now we've kind of continued that when we've gotten home. Mm, and what a that, beautiful thing. It was great. Yeah. It was man. phenomenal. And then I heard that um, Calvary's leadership was putting Hebrews on the docket mm. for the fall, which I'm really excited. We start that this week and started to read through Hebrews and in that hall of faith uh, was Noah. Yeah. And so I'm getting back and here's Noah again. And what Noah was credited righteous for was following the Lord in faith for what was yet unseen. And then in my just devotional readings in the gospels came to Matthew 24. And here is the disciples asking, you know, Lord, when are you coming back? And I know that the world just seems crazy right now. And uh, we dodged a couple hurricanes. So, you know, you, you storms and right. wars and rumors of wars. And you just can't help but read Matthew 24 and just think, oh, Lord, are you on the precipice of coming? Right. But here in Matthew 24 is as in the days of Noah. Mm -hmm. And I want to be, be a faithful steward like Noah, who says, okay, I trust the Lord in faith for the things that he has promised that are yet unseen. And I want to be faithful to the congregation to say, let's remember what the Lord has said. Let's be faithful in trusting what is unseen. Because we know what is seen is transient. It's mm -hmm. all passing away. And what is unseen is eternal. Oh. And so let's pay attention to what is unseen yet promised for us. It's so good.
it was phenomenal. I just feel like the Lord loved us so well. And I had a goal of, you know, read a book a day or a book a week and accomplished that, which was great just to read some saints. And then we had some director conversations between Kristen and me and it was great. Yeah. So for those who don't know with their 186 square feet, right? I wish I had 186 square oh, feet. What is it? I don't know. I, I, we kind of calculated this. Somewhere between 150, 160. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So between there, we're, from day one, where'd y'all take off after your sort of your your time alone the first week? We, we're not. To, so if you know Calvary's history, we used to have a camp that we would run at Milford Lake, Kansas. And Gary Osborne and a gentleman named Jack McDonald were responsible for kind of for starting this camping in Kansas ministry. And so um, my wife and I have some really sweet memories mm-hmm. of those times. She actually has a sweet memory of going out there with Jack and some other college students for a football game and really her faith coming alive, coming mm. to Christ. So we actually camped there as a, as a place of remembrance. So we took the kids out there and told them stories of what God had done on this property. And so, you know, they couldn't believe it. You know, then they could see it and see some of the stories come alive and right. laughed and it was great. So we started there and worked our way, you know, just around the country, saw some family, um, got to the South. <laughs> this great memory. We're, we're in this camper in the South in the summer. <laughs> Did the AC like, keep up with that? And thing? just laying in our beds, like just you know, hot. Yeah. And I hear Jack, my youngest, who's five, say to his brother who he's sleeping next to, "I feel like there's maple syrup all over my body." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, bro, welcome to the south. Yeah, yeah. Let's, we gotta get out of here. Yeah. Um. So a thousand stories, a thousand ways the Lord has just encouraged us. Mm-hmm. And just come back with this resolve of it's all about Christ. Yeah. Nothing else matters. It's all about Christ. Yeah. And and just to see Christ and believe in the things that he has promised just gives you such a certainty. And you come back and you, you have these conversations with neighbors and friends and families, even people at Calvary that it's like, oh, you, you gave your summer to the news network. Right. You seem spun up. And uh, you should take some time to really give yourself to the word the ministry of the spirit to prayer and let him settle you down. Yeah. He'll tell you what's really going on. Totally. totally. He'll tell you who's in control. Who's really in control. Who's running the show. Right. Yeah. Right. That's awesome, man. Well, we're just so thankful that you got to do that. We were praying for you all summer long. It's just so much fun to hear what God was doing. We felt prayers. I mean, you you know, there are seasons when you can tell people are praying for you. Mm. There were times when you just knew that people were lifting up before the Lord. Just certain crises of avoided, circumstances that could have gone south, didn't go south, the way the Lord showed up. So it, I, you know, I said this to some people, if you started the habit of praying for me or for the pastors of Calvary in this season, I, I, we would covet you um, to continue that new practice. Yeah. Keep praying for us. I'll pay you five bucks a week to pray for <laughs> me. <laughs> totally, right? Yeah. I love those prayers. Yeah, it's just it's praying for you, praying for the pastors of Calvary, praying for the elders and the staff. It just it's a it's a great step into the partnership of the gospel. You know that we get to participate what God's doing in your life by praying for you. We get to participate in what God's doing at Calvary Kids by praying for Calvary Kids. We get to participate and participate what God's doing in middle school ministry when we pray for fall retreat. You know those are just. We, even though we can't be there, we're there with the gospel 
with Christ's presence. And this is so much fun. I think like, you're able to even so celebrate yeah. when God answers those prayers. Like if you hadn't been praying for certain things, like say a high school retreat. Right. And then when we get to come back from retreat and share what God did, you know, you're kind of like golf clap in, in the congregation. But right. if you've been praying, say, okay, would you just pray for this weekend, pray for the students, pray for the staff. And then when they come back and say, hey, 16 people gave their life to Christ. Yeah. You know, these people want to get baptized. These people have made new commitments to the Lord. You're able to, you know, feel that joy of, yes, I was praying for that. Mm-hmm. And that those are specific prayers I was praying for, and the Lord answered them, and I share in your joy. Yeah. Because I was part of that story. That's exactly what happens. That's how it felt coming back to Calvary. It's just, you're gone for three months, which is its own interesting experience. Yeah. And you long to be back in this community. I love this community. And then you come back and you find that this community is owned by the Lord. And there are volunteer leaders, these just incredible leaders of, of women and men, young, old, people on staff who have continued just the faithful ministry here. Right. And God's been faithful to the church in one person's absence. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know, I just come back and really encourage to say, Calvary's healthy. It's not perfect by any means, but here's a pretty healthy place that the evidence of a single person stepping off and the church still doing phenomenally well shows that this church is not built on that person. That's right. And praise be to God that it's not. Yeah. Totally. That's amazing. So you, okay. So I know a little bit about this, but, and I know you hate talking about yourself and I, you know, yeah. I, I bet you feel a little guilty even talking about you getting a chance to be away for three months of work. It, it is. It feels really selfish. Yeah. Well, you, but people want to know like what we were praying for. Like, like we're just saying, we want to know what was happening. So you came off of the RV I heard you were in Colorado, but never went home and then went out to California. All right. So here's, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's the story. Yeah. So we came back and we, we reserved two weeks to be out with family in California. So we got some great great. family out there and they're just so sweet and kind to us. It's like a, a place of rest. Right. So we came back and we knew that we needed two weeks on the back end to kind of reflect and re-engage. I, I was going to look for some more solitude time to be alone. So we came back, parked the RV, parked the camper. We just have a travel trailer. RV makes it sound so good. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> not a classic. Luxury. Yeah. yeah. I've seen this thing. It's it's pretty, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm glad it survived the summer. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we came back and we parked it, spent the night, and then took off. And we didn't even spend the night at our house. Yeah, that's what I heard. And the reason is, oh my goodness, there, there was a couple here at Calvary that are so kind. And one of the things they did for us was they had some cleaners come to our house while we were gone. Mm. So there were still those vacuum lines lines. in the carpet. All summer long. Yeah. Untouched. That's like the best feeling if you have little kids. Like that's existing in your house. So we thought we want to come home to that. Yeah. And not mess with that. So when we, when we were going to come back from the camper, it was like unload smelly camping, you know, totally. So we didn't want to mess with that. That's awesome. So we went out to California too. Two weeks in California and just slowed down. Didn't do almost anything. Just kind of sat as a family, reflected, visited with family. And thought through like, man, what would the Lord just do? Mm-hmm. Cataloged a lot of things, especially with the kids. Right. Cataloged a lot of things. Um, kind of made some commitments and then stepped back into Colorado. That's awesome. Well, we're just so glad you're back, man. Okay, so let's jump into the conversation too. And we're, we're running out of time. But it's been so good to sort of catch up with what God's been doing in your life. Um, 
and letting others people know that, even though you don't want me to ask those questions. But we're in the book of Hebrews coming up. It's it's one of my favorite books um, for several different reasons. But um, sort of prep us for this series and, you know, what sort of the big, just the big idea of Hebrews, what it's about. And is it about actually Jesus brewing coffee? Because Hebrews... You know. If you had a coffee shop, would you really name it something like that? <laughs> I would hope like not. Holy Grounds? No. You wouldn't? Holy Grinds. Holy Grinds. <laughs> no, but anyways, be, beside the joking, like what is this book about? Yeah. What are we getting ready for? What are we buckling up? It's a fascinating book because you don't know a lot of the context and the audience and authorship that you do of other epistles. Mm-hmm. And so it almost lends itself to being able to be read as though it's written you know, primarily to an audience just like us. Right. And it's to a group of believers, probably mixed Jews and Gentiles, but primarily maybe Jews because of the, maybe it's connected to so many old Testament fulfillments, but really it's for us. And, um, in the midst of hardship and suffering and the goal, I I would say the goal of Hebrews is to exalt the excellencies and the majesty and the superiority of Christ above all. Yeah. So that no matter what's going on in your world, you would not forget who he is, what he has accomplished, who you are as being found in Christ, where this thing's going, um, so that you wouldn't, and there's some warnings here, that you wouldn't fall away. Yeah. And I just look at Christians today, especially in America, and just I can see a sense of discouragement and despair. And listening to whatever messages they've been listening to that breeds fear and uncertainty here's a greater message. Yeah. I and mean, that's where we start, you know, this Sunday. It's like, he's a greater message right. than angels and prophets and those before him. He, God is speaking through his son, Jesus, the clearest, the clearest, definitive mm-hmm. message. Um, the most trustworthy so, message. Yeah, so that you would have this confidence mm-hmm. in the midst of a challenging circumstance, um, the world, uncertainty, suffering, mm-hmm. um, that you would not fall away, that yeah. your faith would not dwindle or be extinguished, but that it would actually have confidence and growth. That's great. So whatever we're going through today, you can just fill in blank. Jesus is greater than blank. Blank. And that's what the Hebrew author is telling us, right? Jesus is greater than this. Jesus is greater than this. And it's just a great reminder, timely for each of us, no matter where we, what we face today, what we face in the future, the, the suffering or the joys or the burdens, whatever it is, the disappointments, Jesus is greater than. Yeah. And, and sometimes we do these, we do a lot of book studies and sometimes they're market up studies. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're more like, let's look at the book and go through some of the key themes and teachings of it. That's going to be more of Hebrews, right? Right. We, we sometimes it buy those. It, it lends its wealth, itself yeah. to it. Like it's, it's part of the study of Hebrews. That's what you have to sort of do. So. Or we could do 19 years in this. In the <laughs> but sometimes we buy those, you know, ESV journals. Right. But we're not doing that. Is that right, Jay? Right. And why is that? Remind me. Because it's a good reason. There is plenty of other places in our Bibles we're going to have to travel to in this series. So what you need to do is bring your Bibles. Yeah, you need the whole thing. You need the whole thing. Both testaments. Yeah, <laughs> the the first testament and the second. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes okay. they call them the old and the new. That gives it a bad rap, but we need both of them. First and second testaments. Yeah. Okay, first and second. If you don't have a Bible, we would love to get you a Bible. You can show up here and just ask us for a Bible on Sunday. We would we have we would love to give you one. Yeah. Yeah. A great Bible for you. We like marking up our Bibles. Everyone has different opinions about that. So bring your Bible.
bring a pen, maybe bring a journal or bring your favorite, you know, Bible app that you want to mark up. We're going to explore the excellencies of Christ. Yeah. And if you're like, I don't like, I like a digital Bible. I feel guilty not just looking, but hey, you know, the U version has a great note taking section on it where you can highlight maybe key verses this time around and then put your own notes or Pastor Thomas or Tom or Zach's notes in there with things that really stuck. So like next year when you're reading this book in your Bible reading plan, you can go, oh, what did God do here? And you can look it up. That's cool. Yeah, the U version is a really great version. Uh, I've been digging it all summer long too. Okay, so that's a wrap for this week. We've gone way too long. It's the longest episode since Really? What's, May. What are we at? We're at 33 minutes, man. Wow. I know. It's been good to chat up and, and, and get caught up with what God's been doing in your life. Thanks, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we love that you're listening to us. Always re- be reminded you can write us at the weekly at calvarybible.com. We'd love to hear from you. Um, let us know how you plan to read the book of Hebrews. You know, it might be as simple as reading a chapter a week, maybe reading the whole book a few times throughout this fall, uh, bringing your notes, taking notes, uh, bringing your Bibles. One of the sweetest sounds here at Calvary is when we say, open up to God's word, and you hear this, all these pages opening. I love that sound. Not, hey Siri, open up <laughs> new version, Hebrews 1. You've tried to say that out loud to see if a bunch of series would turn on. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. Hey, Calvary, we're thankful you're listening to the weekly. That's a wrap for us. Like always, go to calvarybible.com slash events. Check out what's happening at your campus and above and beyond. Just know that in the past, God has spoken to the ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. We can take that to the bank, that when we go to God's word, when we gather in community and fellowship to open God's word, that he has spoken through his son, Jesus. And we look forward to opening up Hebrews with you coming this fall. Let's get out of here. See you next week. Peace out.